It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. There's Rhonda Vincent on Real Roots Radio, and she is live on Real Roots Radio right now. How you doing, Miss Rhonda Vincent? Good morning. I am doing great. I'm so glad to talk to you. It's I know. An exciting morning. It's it's been a while. Um, I guess the last time that uh, I saw you was the day you were inducted as the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry. Congratulations. That's right. Thank you. February 6th of 2021. So I guess it hasn't been that long. Almost a month ago, huh? A little over a month ago. But, but, but I he, can't wait to see you this weekend. And am I going to get to see Chubby Howard? Is he going to be there? I don't know if Chubby's going to be able to slide down or not. Well, oh, we, we don't, don't we don't know. I don't know for sure yet. So I don't okay. know one way or the other. So I guess it'll be a surprise to both of us. You know what? He's probably on the air, though. I just realized. Yeah, he'll be on the air until until three on Saturday. So, oh, um, don't know about. Well, I hope a- I get to see that. him. If not, everybody give him a shout out for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Rhonda, you're the newest member of the Opry. It was an honor to be at the Opry House um, to see you uh, officially uh, be inducted as the newest member. But in addition to seeing history, I saw history made twice on that stage. I saw history made with you being inducted, and it was one of the only times I've seen you at a loss for words. Um, (laughs) What what was that like for you to have such a career accomplishment like that? I mean, it's a dream come true. We listened to... The Grand Ole Opry for long before I was ever even thought of because my family, you know, growing up in a musical family, five generations, that's, that was so important to them. On a Saturday night, you knew if we weren't playing music, as soon as the music we were done playing, we were going to be turning on the radio and listening to the opera. You didn't want to miss it. You, I don't care how staticky it was. And that's what amuses me because things that you don't even realize you do. When my, my kids were little, we'd be in the car. And it would be so staticky, but I would still be listening to the Opry every. If it was Connie Smith, I don't care how staticky it was. I wanted to hear whatever it was that they were doing on the Opry. My girls would say, "Mom, turn that off. It's nothing but static." It's like, no, it's not. That's Connie Smith. Listen, girls. <laughs> and I, this day and age, they don't realize what we had to go through. That we, you know, now it's a clear signal most of the time, or you know, listening on the app. So uh, it's exciting that we get to do that now. But to get to stand on the stage, it still seems surreal to me. I've been I performed on there twice as an official Opry member. I still walk in, and it's not like I haven't reached that point. It's like, ah, I am definitely an op- Opry member. I know I am, but it's still, it's just, you take everything in and go, wow, this is amazing. Well, and one of the positives over the past year, other than you having to wait a year to be inducted, is that <laughs> I feel like as a society, I hope that it, it marks a turning point where we stop taking so many things for granted. And, I, you know, I with with how you had to wait for a year, I don't know if you'll ever it'll ever be old hat to walk in backstage at the Opry is in routine. Like, it'll always be special, you know? I think you're right. I mean, you walk in and, and it's like, just to walk in there anyway, it's like hallowed ground. Mm-hmm. And when you walk backstage and you look at the dressing rooms, to walk in and, you know, this, this last time I was on the 16th of March, mm-hmm. they did it. we were doing a photo shoot with my Opry induction dress that I will never probably wear again. It will go in, it's going into the Grand Ole Opry archives. That dress wow. and my shoes are going into the archives. So we did a photo shoot for that. I forgot my mascara. And... 
This is what I love about the Opry. I well, I watched the front, the back door. Jeannie Seely walks through, and I ran over and said, "Jeannie, I said, any chance that you have mascara on you?" She goes, "I just bought a brand new tube. Here it is." <laughs> See that—that's your Opry sister that really looks out for you. I now have Jeannie Seely's mascara. <laughs> So, so your dress is going in the Opry archives. Jeannie Seely's mascara is going in the Rhonda Vincent archives, right? That's right. Yes, and special thanks to Constance McArdle. She is a New York designer that she reached out to me and she says, I want to make your Opry induction dress. So it's just so special. I, I love the dress. It's kind of a shame that I'm not going to wear it anymore because I love it. But she's working on another dress that I can wear at the shows. That That just wow. seemed to be... Something so special that I sh- that should go. That's the place it needs to be. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one more opera question. Uh, aside from you know being inducted, being asked to be a member, when uh, when either as a, as an adult or a little girl listening into the opera, what's some of the most uh, vivid you know performances or, or artists that stuck out to you that you enjoyed listening to on the opera uh, back in the day? Well, my, my very first visit to the Opry was at the Ryman. We, mm-hmm. that's, you've seen the pictures of people standing down the street yeah. uh, and waiting to get in the door. And I stood in that line as a little girl, probably five. I need to, we need to really look back and, and figure out what year it was. But, you know, we stood there. A man put me up on his shoulders. It was so hot. It was so long. I remember that. But the artist that I remember was String Bean, and I'm sure it's because of his crazy wild outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I remember I remember sitting because we, we sat on the right side uh, of the, or which would be stage left, but we sat on the right side of the Ryman uh, down in the floor, and I remember seeing String Bean. Those are, that's one of my first memories, and how cool is that, that one of my very first memories ever in my lifetime is being there. Uh, you know, there's so many great things. Then we went to the Opry House. Now, this is the crazy, crazy thing. Knowing how important it was for my dad, because he took me back. We found the backstage door, and he saw Marty Stewart, and he tried to push me backstage. Well, obviously, the guard pushed me back, and my dad tried to push me again. He wanted me to run after Marty Stewart is what he wanted me to do, thinking that if I could just talk to one of those guys, you know, that it would it would do something for our lives or for our career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just these crazy, crazy memories of him doing that really shows me how important that was for him. You know, being on this stage, there was a night – that I, I wore my Manuel suit. I have a blue uh, Manuel suit that Sally Tinsel and Herb got me for Christmas. I wore it one night, and Jimmy C. Newman and little Jimmy Dickens showed up in, in nearly the very same suit. And we got a picture <laughs> standing on the stage of all three of us in our Manuel suits. Wow. So, but there's there's just been so many moments that uh, on the Grand Ole Opry. Two, that was my 218th performance on the Opry on March the 16th. So... Love going there. Love. Prov- I'll be back on the Opry on Easter weekend, April oh, the third, and again on April twenty fourth. So look forward to each and every time. Everybody can tune in to the Opry uh, every Saturday night on six fifty a.m., but also on the Opry app and uh, online. Circle as well. TV. Circle TV. Oh yeah, they can, can watch, watch it on, now. Yeah, you can watch on Circle TV. We just found out we got a new TV, a Samsung TV, and we had no idea it was on the. Um, it's like on the app if you get the remote. Yeah. It's on their smart TV, and we get Circle now. We didn't know that. We get it at our house now, too. Um, if you have, like, a Roku TV, one of the smart TVs, you can see it on there. And I think, for other people that do streaming, I think they just announced a new thing with 
with Peacock, which is a streaming app that NBC owns, you know, on there. But I know a lot of people up in our neck of the woods can get it on the, their their local channels on one of those, uh, you know, dot whatever numbers, you know. Um, right. So yes, it, on the yeah, if people go to circleallaccess.com, there's a how to watch tab. And if you click that and there... You, it shocks me every time I. It seems like every time I click it, there's more ways to be able to watch Circle TV. But yeah, if certain Vizio TVs, LG TV, Samsung, um, Roku. So there's all sorts of cool ways. And then there's a thing at the bottom where you can type in your zip code, and it'll tell you what channels on your digital antenna or your cable box you can you can go to to watch it as well. So, so I love that. And there's getting ready to be a very special uh, induction night show that's on there. So oh, watch cool. for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'll probably hear me squalling and crying in the <laughs> audience. <so. laughs> Ron, uh, Santana just about left me. I was crying so bad. So. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It was a very moving night. That's, that's real. I, I was hoping, it's like, I have to sing after that. And I don't think they should have you sing once you're inducted because, you know, you are so emotional. And if you cry at all, it's very hard to sing. So yeah. I was thinking... Don't cry. You have to sing later. Don't cry. You've got to sing later. <laughs> and then I sang with Dirk, Dirk Bentley. We sang Mama Tried. So I was really trying to rein it in. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, your your Aunt Charlene told me she was thinking some things other than crying when she uh, saw Dirk Bentley out there. We'll just leave oh, it at that. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it is crazy Aunt Charlene, you know. <laughs> Visiting you know what? Praise report on... For her, she has been suffering, you know, with cancer for many yes. years and, and had new developments. But anyway, praise report, her tumor markers are coming down, and thank you for all the prayers for my crazy aunt. Wonderful. I love her, and, I, and we appreciate that. Wonderful. Uh, that's great news. boy, Luther! We, we <laughs> love Aunt Charlene, and uh, definitely give her my love. I will. I'm visiting with Rhonda Vincent, the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, Rhonda is included on the upcoming album, Industrial Strength Bluegrass, celebrating Southwestern Ohio's musical legacy. comes out in two days, and we're so excited that you're going to be part of the big online album release concert this Saturday, uh, of course, with your friends, the Radio Ramblers, the Caleb Darty Band, and your dear friends, the Isaacs, as well. It's just, we're just going to have a big time on Saturday. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to be making some special appearances, so don't miss a single minute of that. It, go online and uh, be sure to, if you're not coming in person, we'll be sure to go online and don't miss it because I'll be popping in and out. Oh, yeah. We're, we've got all sorts of surprises. You never know what Rhonda's going to do, so that's worth the price of admission right there is just to see that's what she's right. going to do. <laughs> IndustrialStrengthBluegrass.com is where people can go to learn more about the album. Um, the, the album features great duet called Family Reunion with you and Caleb Darty. It includes Sierra Hull, uh, Daly and Vincent are on there, The Isaacs, Vince Gill, Leanne Womack, one of your heroes, Bobby Osborne, uh, Ooh, sings yeah. the closing track. So. You can learn. Where can, where do will where can we watch this? Where will they where will they be able to go to stream it? Industrial, if I can get that out, <laughs> industrialstrengthbluegrass.com. If you go there, it has details about the album and how they can stream it. It has the, all the links there. It here's the best part, Rhonda. You got what's that? You got Rhonda and the Rage, the Isaacs, the Caleb Darty Band, and Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers. You can see the whole show. It, the online pre-show starts at. Uh, noon Eastern and goes all the way a, a, until the evening, fourteen ninety five to see all four bands. Wow, that what that'll be wonderful. Yeah. I hope you'll industrialstrengthbluegrass.com. Yep, industrialstrengthbluegrass.com. All right. 
I will be sharing that on my Facebook page and, and other places and hope people can tune in. Now, Rhonda, um, you know, there's there's so much about Southwestern Ohio's musical legacy. Um, there's so many Hall of Famers and legends from this area that I know were an influence on you, like the Osborne Brothers. Yes. And uh, can you talk about the Osborne Brothers' influence on, on your music and, and your sound? Well, that, they're the band that, you know, we tried to emulate. We loved everything that they did. We loved their musical arrangements, their vocal arrangements. So, and, and you know what, I think... Bobby's voice, he sings so high that that was a perfect, uh, the, the keys that he sang in, they lent so well to my family's music. So, but we, we love them, love their sound. So that's what we patterned our music after. And so we, you know, learning every song and whether it was me or dad, you know, my dad always sang Midnight Flyer. I sang Bluegrass Melodies. Uh, now that thinking back, and I think this is something that when you're a, a newer artist, you don't realize. But we started playing festivals with the Osborne Brothers and not realizing that we were doing their material. You know, they're going on later that night. We've already, of course, you know, we're, we're more of a, we were a regional band, but yeah. it's a compliment, but it's also sometimes, I think, uh, if you're a new artist, be conscious of that. If you're on the same, you know, the same show, if you love the Isaacs and you're on the same show with them before them, don't sing all of their songs. <laughs> you got to get some original songs or something else to do. And, but I'm sure because we love them so much, we meant it as as a deepest compliment to them. But uh, singing their songs just because we love them. And I, and I know that you know all these years later that did you did that switch flip for you when you were in the reverse of that when there would be artists that would go on that would do all these Rhonda Vincent songs right before the rage was set to take the stage. Absolutely, it it really taught me. It's like oh my goodness, I want to be conscious of this. And when people do that, I try to say you know what you. You know, you might not want to do that. You know, luckily, we have so many songs now that, and I'm sure the Osbournes did too, but when it's their main song, it'd be like somebody doing All-American Bluegrass Girl yeah. in front of us. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, but you know, that does happen. And I realize that people just, they don't realize. And, and it's, I take it as a compliment when they do. We, we do have so many songs that, that, you know, we can do whatever. We can do a different show. We, can, we once sang... At Silver Dollar City, we were doing, this is with the Rage, early on, and we played six days in a row and five one-hour shows, and we did not repeat a single wow. song in six days and five one-hour shows. It got, it got really tough. We were looking at songs that we'd barely sang before, but luckily we, we have a deep catalog, I guess you would call that. That catalog's about to get even deeper because you have a new album that uh, you're putting the finishing touches on that ought to be out here very soon, correct? That's right. I'm Daniel, I am so excited with this. I've been doing listening parties, a couple of them, and have another one scheduled coming up. But people are telling me this, this, they feel like this could be a career album for me. And, you know, we, we've taken two years, you know, during the, uh, I record, started recording it before the quarantine, but then we ended up recording the bulk of it during the quarantine and have get, have had lots of time to really, uh, you know, perfect everything. The song Unchained Melodies that's on there, wow. I spent 12 hours just singing that song. That song is quite challenging. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I sang for six hours and got into the night. I was exhausted, and I still didn't feel like it was the performance that I wanted. So I spent the next day we woke up. And I sang it for another six hours. So, it, but it has hard drive and bluegrass. Some people say I haven't 
you know, I haven't had a studio project in many years. We had the live album, uh, All the Rage, Volume 1, that was Grammy-winning. And then we did Live at the Ryman with Bluegrass Legends. So it's exciting to go in the studio having new songs, creating this new music. And, I mean, we have a new member in Jeff Parton. He plays a really big part in uh, adding his talents that, you know, something that, making things new, mm-hmm. sound new. He's, he's doing a lot of the singing on there. He and Josh Williams, a lot of the harmonies. So, but there's, a, there's something for everybody. Hard drive and bluegrass. There's an Opry thread because there's Unchained Melody. I mean, um, there's um, Like I Could, written by Jeannie Seeley. Mm-hmm. There's What Ain't to Be Just Might Happen that you just played that was written and recorded by Porter Wagner. And then there's also Slowly I'm Fallen by Webb Pierce. Yeah. So there's an Opry thread in there. New, old, gospel, and oh, one of my favorites. The album ends with the record book that I heard for the first time there on Real Roots Radio by when Joe played it on Hymns from the Hills, but I'm singing it with the Isaacs. Man, and, and that's a great old gospel song. I know we've featured the Primitive Quartet's rendition for years, and you first heard it on Hymns from the Hills on Real Roots Radio, and now it's uh, Rhonda and Isaacs singing it on your upcoming album. It's become uh, one of our most requested songs. Every We can't do a show without doing the record book. That's one. It's a, it's a it's a blessed song that uh, really it has such a great message and and speaks to the heart. And I know that one thing that makes that song so special when when you perform it is you. Every time I've seen you perform it since you heard it on our station, um, it, it's it's so emotional for you because you can tell that you believe what you're singing about. Absolutely. I mean, it it just hit me so hard the day that Joe played it. I started crying. I got on a Facebook Live. I immediately sang it. I didn't even know it. But, yeah, it's the message that you know that your your name is written in the book. Rhonda's new album coming soon. Uh, if you keep up with all of Rhonda's crazy antics on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, um, I'm sure she'll have all the updates. And uh, we are excited because you allowed us the opportunity to debut one of the new songs from the album right now on this very program. Uh, oh! excited to hear this first and time it, that I've ever heard it on the radio. It ties in with the Industrial Strength Bluegrass because it was a song that was uh, recorded by Bluegrass Hall of Famer Larry Sparks, who is from right here in southwestern Ohio. Oh, perfect. It's uh, been a pleasure to have you on the air today, Rhonda. Uh, before we go, why don't you tell us uh, what inspired you and the Rage to tackle uh, this old song from the Larry Sparks catalog, I'd Like to Be a Train. We were recording. It was May of 2020, and the guy said, you know, we need an up-tempo, just a barn burner. And somebody mentioned, I'd like to be a train. And I wasn't that familiar with the song. So this is a, when, when I say it, you might even find that it's out of, it might be not in the same meter as Larry Sparks. And that is why, because it's like, I want to make it our own rendition of this. Uh, and we, um, so we went in. And just basically no charts, because a lot of them we had written out charts. And this was something that was very spontaneous. I pulled up the lyrics, and we hit record, and this is what we got. Great. Uh, We'll hear it right now. Thanks so much for joining us, Rhonda. And everybody can join Rhonda and the Isaacs and Caleb Darty and Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers online for an online concert this Saturday, March the 27th. Go to industrialstrengthbluegrass.com. See all four headlining bands for only fourteen ninety five. Thank you so much, Rhonda.
Thanks, Daniel. I'll see you Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Pick your day up with music that is sweet. A slender, high-spirited person needs a sugar pick-me-up. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular. Weekdays, 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.